All right, back-to-back week with your favorite Damage Plan MMA podcast guest, Jason Laporte, Zach Partridge. Great to have you back for this award show. We're capping off 2023 once again, and this time we're going through some of the top moments throughout the entire year, but specifically, we're going to go category by category. We've been having these lists year-round. We've been posting them on our socials. People love them in the comments and things like that, but Zach, we're going to kick things off. Knockout of the year. This is by far the tightest group of any of them. Jerome Hatch over Daniel Stewart, Ricky Mamone over Kyle Brown, Harris Hawkins over Gus Quintana, Nasir Davis over Brendan Myers, Viliami Kulu, Kat Pantea, and then, or Viliami Kulu over uh, Anthony Acosta, and then on top of that, Kat Pantea over Derek Jorgensen. Jason, we were talking about this a couple minutes ago. This is a very, very difficult list. Yeah, this one was this one was tough, and and I um I went a little bit with a little different with Zach on this one. I, I just yeah I I went with um I went with Cat Can- Pantea's head kick knockout since that seemed to be the the theme for Utah and Salt Lake City with all the head kick knockouts that we've had. So I went with Cat uh, on that one. I I don't I don't think you could go wrong with either guy, any guy on that list. But yeah, I went with Cat on that one for my my KO of the year. Yeah, Kat Pantea did end up getting RKO of the year. But Zach, I know you did also think that Nasir Davis was in there as well. How how does a knockout for a title not like it was for a title? So it was like the head most kick, head kick city. Head kick city. Uppercut city. That was I mean <laughs> it was beautiful. Um, it was beautiful. I, that, that was, it was beautiful. so when I, so we're like splitting hairs, right? Like they're all phenomenal knockouts. Uh, I think you can make a strong argument for for Jerome sleeping Daniel Stewart as well. Um, so I'm going like difficulty here, right? If you catch somebody clean with a kick, most likely they're going out. But I think with a punch, it just takes a little more precision. Right? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Do we, so, do we see more head kick knockouts or do we see more punches from I don't knockouts? know. Head kick city apparently just happens all the time. I bet you there's more punches, <laughs> knockouts on this list than no, there is I head just, kicks. I, I really, what it came down to, that was the one on the list that was for a title. That's why I gave that one the nod. They're all phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, again, splitting hairs, teach their own. I could. There's an argument for all of them. I'm just going to go for yeah. the one that won them a belt. You could make a strong argument, like Blake said, on the Jerome Hatch one. That picture of him with his arms out after he knocked out Daniel. That that no, is that, that picture is epic. Moment of the year could have been moment of the year. And we were waiting for Jerome, you know, everybody knows about Jerome's power for him to, in the, in the rematch with that fight and the way he kind of baited Daniel Stewart at weigh-ins, you know, he told Mm -hmm. him, he goes, I bet you're going to just, I can't remember what he said, or maybe I just won't repeat what he said, what he told him at weigh-ins, but pretty much just said he was going to, you know, sniff his crotch and wrestle him. And he, he go to Daniel Stewart into standing and striking with him. And um, he, he retired Daniel Stewart with that punch. So, for me, that might have been a close second, but again, I'll give the nod to the one that put a belt on somebody. I believe it was you're going to get me on the ground and F me. Great words from <laughs> So, uh, all right, submission of the year. We've got Spencer Woodland with his Peruvian necktie, Melody Schrock over Beth Silva, Hector Lopez getting the win over Adam Frank, and on top of that, Brendan Myers as well over Tony Garcia. And... The two ones, I mean, the winner of it is going to be Melody Schrock over Beth Silva with one second to go. A split decision loss would have been the subsequent result. However, she does get it done in the final second of the fight. 
the runner-up being Spencer Woodland. Both of them were special, but Zach, I know that that Melody Schrock one was certainly a vote in your book. Yeah, that I mean, to me, again, splitting hairs. So I went with the one that she was going to lose the fight. If the if two more seconds passes by, the fight's over and she loses a split decision. So um, that's why I chose Melody Schrock. Um, and, uh, but I do, I mean, I think my runner-up had to have been Hector Lopez over Adam because one, Adam is a jujitsu jiu-jitsu phenom. That's what he does is jujitsu tournaments. And I just remember going when Adam took Hector's back, I just remember going, that's probably the beginning of the end. And I'm somebody, I, I had a lot of faith in, in Hector going into that fight. And I know he was probably an underdog on paper. And I told people, I'm like, I think people are sleeping on Hector. But when Adam got to his back and as easily as he did, I was like, oh, that's probably, that's going to be a tough. And not only does he get out of it, he gets this sub himself. So they're like 1A, 1B for me. Jason, on top of that, Spencer Woodland getting creative with that Peruvian necktie. Oh, but it's a Peruvian freaking I, 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 Yeah, I went with creativity on that one. That's why I went with Spencer Woodland. But for me, I, I think if 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 people know, like Zach said, how highly touted Adam was in that Hector Lopez fight, and I'm, I'm with Zach on this one. I told everybody, we both were telling everybody, do not sleep on Hector Lopez. I remember Zach telling me when he called Anthony Lovato and, and asked him about this fight. And he said, no, we want this fight. Like we're, we'll be ready. Like they, they knew Hector was going to be ready. And I, I mean, I think if people knew high, how highly touted Adam was, Hector would be up there, but I, I just went with your creativity. I, once again, you're splitting hairs, man. How can you, how can you hate somebody that submits somebody with a second left and they were losing the fight that, you know, I, like I said, I just went with creativity, but once again, we're, we're splitting hairs. And let's also not forget Melody Schrock was a blue belt. I believe a competing purple belt, but a blue belt at the time, I believe she's gotten her purple belt at this point, Beth Silva, Brown belt in her own right, been training her entire life. It was her debut, but she's been competing the entirety of her life too. Both were, were slick submission artists, but uh, Melody Schrock getting submission of the year on top of that top, five performances of this year and this was another really really tight category we got julian ruiz getting the win over cody hammond mike jones getting the win over jerome hatch jackson DeGray versus ben mcneil Ryder campo versus cross hughes and amy moreno over mina yushirawadi the winner is going to be jackson DeGray getting the win over ben mcneil back in september the runner-up is going to be Mike Jones facing off against Jerome Hatch. Zach, your thoughts on these two fights? I mean, they were both unbelievable, but Jackson DeGray just really separated himself from the rest of the pack, it seemed like. There was just something about that performance that I don't know why, because like on paper, it's like Amy Moreno was phenomenal. Ryder Campo was phenomenal. Mike Jones, main event title fight, phenomenal. There was just something about that performance that Jackson DeGray had that night that it was just like, to me, it was the absolute cleanest. Like nobody's perfect. And I'm sure you can go through that fight and say Jackson, but for how long that fight it lasted and how borderline perfect he was for all what two and a half rounds that it lasted or whatever. He was the best for the longest out of those. Yeah. And I mean, the finish, like even Julian Ruiz will tell you as awesome as that performance was. He's pissed he didn't get the finish. If he gets a finish in the third round, that would have been, to me, that would have been it. But 
for Jackson to look as good as he did for two and a half rounds and then get the finish. I, to me, it's just, it's just Jackson. I mean, Jason, the, the gas tank on Jackson as well was unbelievable. I mean, he kept coming forward hundred percent output the entirety of the fight. Yeah. And, and he, it was like, he saw everything in slow motion. He knew everything Ben was going to throw before he even threw it. He was moving. It's just, there's a certain swagger about Jackson to gray right now. And we saw it after he just, he just won that title. He, he's got a certain swagger about him right now. He's, he's riding high. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what's next with, with Mr. DeGray. Cannot wait and, for the band. And, 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 and Amy Moreno's performance against Mina was, I mean, Mina's been on a, on a tear lately. I, I just, I, I hate picking Amy because Mina was my coach before. No hate on Amy, but that was a phenomenal performance by Amy Moreno as well. On top of that, I mean, Ryder Campo looks so good. Mike Jones, again, the runner-up. He just looked elusive in there. It just looked like it was his fight to win. And I know that there were talks, like you said last week, Zach, you talked about Mike Jones not really being able to come up in the biggest moments. But in that huge moment in his career, he puts on the best performance of his entire oh, career. And the best, the best of my favorite was that. It was Stan and Jeremy Horn was like, Jason interviewing Mike. That what an incredible performance. And Jeremy Horn goes, no, it wasn't. <laughs> you, you, you I love was... Coach Horn. I only Coach Horn could not be happy with the performance of first round knockout. Where you know, like I love it, but it's just because Mike like didn't stick to the game plan and he kind of just got wild in there. But man, he, this is a results based business. He, I spoke with him after that fight, and and if I remember right, I mentioned on the broadcast that I thought he looked a little nervous coming in the cage, and he he told me after the fight, I said, "Man, I, I thought you looked nervous." He said. He worked so hard to keep himself calm and just be in the moment and not just run out there like a madman berserker. And he he was just controlling all those emotions. And you just saw it just erupt after that knockout. Like, yeah. bam, like that was just, yeah. Once again, a, a great performance by Mike Jones. Love Coach Horn. Welcome. Yeah. Shout out Coach Horn. Love you. <laughs> a sport built off of high moments. And on top of that, the most emotional moments obviously come from comebacks. Carson Hardman getting a nomination as well as Melody Schrock, Teague Vigil, Cam Chisholm. Some huge, huge comebacks throughout the entirety of this year. But the winner is going to go to Teague Vigil, who had to face off against Raymond Lolly, who again was number two in the state of Idaho coming into that fight as he made that jump up to pro. Teague Vigil Oh, and four. It looked like his back was against the wall. Jason, obviously we don't do betting lines on these regional shows, but if we did, I think Teague would have been a heavy underdog headed into that one. Oh, he's plus three. He's plus 300 in that fight. And people are giving him no shot. Oh, and four. I'm saying people, not me, because when he was walking to the cage, I said, he is going to be a handful for Raymond Lolly and don't sleep on him. And I could not have been what's prouder i mean to see a guy that i've watched all of his you know his four pro fights i've watched him lose i've watched him be competitive i've called his fights he pours his heart out into every fight and to see him get that victory just it just that highlights my year for me i mean the reason why he wins comeback because he wasn't just coming back in that fight he's coming back oh and four coming back mm -hmm. in that fight you want to talk about a guy you want to talk about mental toughness I think most people break hundred percent. I just think most people break. And when somebody has that self-belief in it, I mean, Carson's for a belt was unbelievable, you know? Um, but to me, that was more than just a comeback in that fight. He gets the comeback award because I mean, Owen four gets dropped. 
literally in the same position how he loses. He's lost all of his previous fights, getting his back taken, collects himself calm, wrestles, 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 lands the knee, gets the knockout of his own. That was the comeback of the year. It was a special one. That one got a clean sweep, but I will say if there is a runner-up, I've got to say it's probably Carson Hardman, Babaji Chodari. I mean, he looked dead to rights finished in that first round going into the second, answers answers the bell in the second round, and just puts on an unbelievable comeback. We were losing our lids over in the broadcast. Babaji's arm at the end of the first. I think what what pushed Teague over the, the, the edge, for at least for me, was – We've seen Carson in those moments before, and he always does it. He always comes. It's yeah, not nothing to new. It's like We've we seen him a million him. times. Like, yeah, we expect Carson to just come back and just knock somebody out. Part of a champion for sure. That was an incredible performance in its own right. All right, we're going to move over to events of the year. This one gets another clean sweep from us. Nominations, November, August, June, April, and January. January, we talked about it last week. Definitely getting the clean sweep for us. Just an unbelievable night. I mean, Ben Moa, Jerome Hatch, Viliami Kulu, Kent Mafaleo capping off the night. I mean, there were so many moments. But, Zach, seriously, that was the best card of the year. I think November was a close second, though. I agree. For me, I mean, I'm biased, but Team Moa, you know, bet, have, having been maybe, maybe, who knows, but retire from MMA, not bare knuckle, um, but you know, uh, have that moment at fierce and his epic walkout that you covered awesome on, on your podcast with him. Um, that it just like the whole night was awesome. Kent, his kind of crowning moment, becoming the guy in Utah. I, that, that was the card for me. It wasn't even close. Like all year, everybody was like, Oh, maybe this is the card of the year. I'm like, still January. Still January, still January, all year. Yeah, that June Mountain America Center was was stacked. Uh, but I got to go back and just kind of echo what, what Zach said. Having been at the Maverick Center, um, me screwing up on the mic and calling him Kent, which I don't think he minds now because Kent's been on a tear, but I called him Kent on, on the mic when I was interviewing. Um, that that's that that was just that was just one of those cards where we had the who's who of Utah MMA on that card, and it, it kind of set the tone um for fierce fighting championship and and really just kind of put us on the map and 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 we're just kind of continuing to just 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 pick up steam from there zach you spend more time with them but i just interviewed them a couple weeks ago i think it's safe to say that people are prone to mess up something when talking to ben moa because he's a little intimidating just in general i mean just talking to ben Ben? a little bit he's a big teddy bear bro he is a nice guy he is a very very nice guy but but i will say jason I just want to remind you, I literally don't even remember that happening. So I'm surprised you don't. I don't I'm either. surprised you don't. Oh, I oh I remember because I was like, I was like, oh my. He just he just kind of looked at me. I'm like, oh, I'm about ready to get choked. I'm ready to get choked out. <laughs> Man, your head's on a swivel the entire time on that broadcast. Yeah. You forget pretty much everything. <laughs> All right, guys, before we keep going, we gotta talk a little bit about our podcast sponsor, Water and Wellness. Now, you've heard us talk about water and wellness before, but I gotta tell you. This is the best water I have ever had in my entire life. Alkaline filtered, some of the tastiest stuff you'll ever have. I crave it like it's a cheap meal in itself, but it is so good for you. And they're stationed right here in Salt Lake City. So go ahead, head over to Water and Wellness for the best water you have ever had in your life. Change your water, change your life. Let's get back to the podcast. Fight of the year. This is another clean sweep. We've got Hardman versus Chodori. 
Collard versus Starwalt, Andrew Mickelson versus Chris Chu, and Tyler Call versus Landon Dodge, but it does get the clean sweep. Kesley Collard, Steven Starwalt. Jason, we've been saying it the entire year. This is the fight of the year. I remember calling this, and we could just not believe the amount of output and the amount of power behind every single shot that wouldn't waver either of those two fighters. Yeah, both of those guys were trading shots from, from, the, from the first to the last bit bell. Um, what I specifically remember about that fight, what, what really stood out to me is, is Joel fought both of those guys, and he finishes – Kesley with leg kicks and he finishes Styrewall with a body shot. You saw Styrewall kicking Kesley's leg and you saw Kesley going to the body of Styrewall. It's like both of those guys did their homework. They're both just cracking each other. I mean, it, it was an epic fight all, all year long. And Chris Chu, Andrew Mickelson was a very close second for me too. That one was an absolute brawl. Zach, your thoughts on the nominations, but also Collard versus Styrewall getting the win. I, I thought I thought this was probably the easiest one for me, like clear cut, because like Chris and Chris and Andrew was really fun, but I, I thought it was also damage wise it was fairly one sided. Um, um, Chris was just really tough. Same with you know, uh, Cody Hammond, Julian, or whatever. Baba G. It was like one sided the first round, and then you know the comeback and and stuff. But like you want to talk about back and forth for three rounds, split decision. I thought. I, I kind of thought that Kesley might've got the, his hand raised. You guys kind of thought that Styrewalt was going to get his hand raised uh, sitting next to Cody Bunderson who thought, you know, like we kind of all like it was, it was just that close and just that good. And one thing that's really fun, you know, now it's like, and now, you know, Kesley's fought again since then and another, some other really fun fights with Thomas Prestridge in June. And then I just had a really fun fight with Nate Owens and then, you know, Steven Styrewalt's coming back for us. I think we're just about to get that under contract for in 2024. And, you know, Kesley, I'm sure we'll be back soon. Like it, that, it, that was, that was my fight of the year, like hands down, no and ifs or buts back and forth. They could, I, I'd watch those two fight. I, I'd rebook them five more times against each other. I just remember. I think, it, oh, sorry. I was no, no, no. Say, go ahead. Go ahead. You, you, you couldn't have been. I mean, if Kesley would have got his hand raised, I, nobody is complaining. No, nobody. It was, if I remember, right, split decision, right? Split decision. Yeah. yeah. Split decision. Like, I mean, it's, there's no loser in that fight. Like no loser. No, I just remember it was such a raw emotion from Kesley too. He really wanted to get that win and he fell to his knees when he heard the actual decision because it was just so razor close. This year we had, if I have my notes up in front of me, we had. 48 debuts this year, seven pro, 41 amateur, some big time debuts. We're going to talk about the amateur debuts specifically. Talon Carvalho, Paris Hawkins, Dominic Vidro, as well as Grayson Johnson, all splashed onto the scene in a huge way. The winner of this category is going to be the Pitt SLC's Talon Carvalho. A close runner up was that standout performance by Paris Hawkins as well. Zach, your thoughts on debut of the year. Talent, talent got it for me. I try, I mean, because what he's done since, right? But also, if it's all just their singular debut fights, Talon got it for me because he took that fight on short notice. He'd only been training like three to four months. And Ramsey was like, dude, you just just he's ready. Like, I've never put somebody in there this early into training. He's just ready. Watch, he's an animal. And he was a freaking animal, dude. Yeah, Jason, and he would go on to win three more or two more fights, I should say, this year. He has been unbelievable. Maybe an amateur fighter of the yeah. year contender as well. 
every everybody is everybody wants to be what talon carvalho is when i get other fighters I, they're like i want to fight for a title i want to do this i want to do that and you know and and no disrespect to any of them they are making all of them are making these plans of what they want to do and what they're going to do and and this and that talon just says i want to be on this card just line it up and you know gosh I, and 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 it's such a learning point he said he wants it's time for a belt. And we had a conversation because I'd already offered the title fight with Matt Lawson to somebody else. And he said, rather than saying, okay, I'll wait for the winner of that. He said, cool, get me a fight in the meantime. I just want to stay active. Like, be that guy. Be that guy. Jason, your thoughts I, on um, Talon Carvalho? I, I obviously, ta Talon was was my first, but I mean, you could you could say Talon one A, uh, Paris one B, Dom one C. Like I cannot think of three debut fighters that had epic post fight interviews. All three of those guys were great on the mic after their fights. They all promoted themselves. They were all full of energy. Um, they all had, like I said, uh, mentioned with Jackson DeGray, they all had a little bit of swagger about them. Like the the up and coming amateurs in the state of Utah, watch out. Zach, your thoughts on just the debut scene, the up-and-coming scene, and what you have built this year within Fierce Fighting Championship. There's just a lot of new names, and they just seem to keep getting better, and we make, make sure to mention it every single broadcast. I mean, that's not me. That's the, that's the talent pool. That's the coaches. That's the gyms across the state that are bringing these guys, the leveling up of MMA in Utah across the board, all across all the shows in Utah. Um, everywhere you just never know where the next superstar is going to come from and and you know we we got we got a nice handful that that are fighting at fierce and, and you know and fighting in other places too it's it's fun all right we are going to move over to our section of fighters of the year we're going to kick things off with the amateur female fighter of the year and this was a clean sweep our nominations were amy moreno mina yusherwadi as well as melody schrock Melody Schrock getting the clean sweep. And I think that has to do more so not just the wins, but also the activity throughout. She has more fights and more wins than Amy Moreno, uh, Zach. Slam dunk, you know, three wins, three finishes, got a belt, defending her belt soon. Slam dunk, Melody Schrock. Jason, My your thoughts on, on amateur female fighters this year? Yeah, I mean, just to echo what Zach said, it's, I mean, you you go three and oh, you win a belt, you get three finishes. Um you know, I think uh, Amy Moreno definitely showed a lot of potential. And, you know, if we see her come back, uh, you know, next year, she could she could be on uh, on this award show at the end of next year if she keeps coming back. Zach, sorry, I think I cut you off there. I apologize. No, I, no, that I mean, it's just I think there's the other girls are all worthy. Like we love them all. Like we love Mina. We love Hannah. We love I mean, you know, like congratulations. All, Nicole Fuga, you know, like she 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 fought the toughest girls, you know, Nicole. Yeah. Nicole, like strength of schedule, she had the toughest, right? Uh, all that, but you know, at the end of the day, it's just Melody. I, I should say that was the the slam dunk for me of the whole list, and besides the college style Walt fight of the year. All right, we are going to move over to the amateur male fighter of the year. Nominations were Jackson DeGray, Andrew Mickelson, Ryder Campo, and Shaler Ladd. Andrew Mickelson, one of two fighters to defend their titles this year and also gets the clean sweep out of Aguima. For me, um, uh, Andrew Mickelson, Jackson DeGray, close second, but just the way Andrew Mickelson is just, just, just dominant, man. He's, he comes in there, he's confident, uh, he wins the title, he defends the title. Um, just all around a great performance. 
uh, all year long from Andrew Mickelson. Didn't he get on the, wasn't he on the Mac, Pat McAfee show this year? Or was that the end of last year? That was yeah, last was. year. Yeah. Last oh, was year. it last year? Right. It, it was yeah. after the June show last year when he That's had that right. incredible knockout. Yeah. 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 But seriously, Zach, just an unreal 2023 for Andrew Mickelson. He just continues to defy all odds in terms of what you should be as an amateur fighter. His athleticism just continues to take him places, and his MMA game is growing as well. And the other thing that people need to understand with Andrew, too, um, nobody wanted to fight him. I mean, you know, I, I mean, Chris Chu got a rematch because he'd been asking me for it and he was hounding me for it. But at the same time, too, I kind of told Andrew, like, to be honest, like, if you want to fight on this guard, like, you might have to fight Chris because nobody else wants to fight you, dude. Chris is the only person that wanted to fight him. I had a, it, it was, I mean, to get him his win in April, like, that was a, that was hard to, to find him that guy. So, yeah. All right. Final category of the day, final category of the year our professional male fighter of the year. And there were so many big ones, but these ones come to mind. Jerome Hatch, Carson Hardman, Mike Jones, all nominations, but the winner is going to be, and never a doubt, Kent Mafaleo as, <clears throat> sorry, the pro fighter of the year for Fierce Fighting Championship. Zach, I mean, he's been our pound-for-pound pound number one fighter throughout the entirety of the year, defends his title alongside Andrew Mickelson, a special talent with a bright 2024 ahead, it seems like. Um, really the, I mean, you want to talk about a defining moment. I mean, people could say whatever they want. We literally built a campaign around him being that this is fierce as the land of the heavyweights around him, Zeke, Ben, um, all the heavyweights that have been fighting for us. Uh, but you know, Kent, Kent's the top dog right now. And he, he just is a guy didn't just showed up to a guy just didn't show up to fight him because he was sick literally because he goes, Kent's a dangerous fight. And if I'm not a hundred percent, like I can't beat him. I mean, say what you want about Darian Abbey. Like, I think that speaks, that's carries a level of respect for Kent and what he brings to the table as well. He's not only violent and dominant, he's feared by other heavyweights. You got like, I wish I could be a little bit more open about it. The people that say no to Kent, it's unreal. I get heavyweights. I have a I have undefeated heavyweights. I have a guy that's nine and three and knocking on the door. Kent is too risky of a fight for them. They feel like they're close to a big show and that and Kent's willing to fight anybody and they're not willing to come in and fight him. If that doesn't if that doesn't make you the alpha male, the top dog, whatever. I mean, he needed to have his moment on the mic in November to just say, hey, Dana or whoever, sign me because people on the regional scene are gonna, are starting to duck me now because they know they can't beat me. Or if they want to get in here with me, at the very least, they're going to get elbowed. Like, he's the guy. He's that guy. Kent Mafaleo is that guy. Jason, your thoughts on Kent Mafaleo in 2023? It's his house, Utah, Utah MMA. This is his house. Ken, Ken is one of those guys that we've, we've watched, you know, early on in his career when, when I watched him fight in his amateur career, he's one of those guys that's, that's always been, he's been that, that tough brawler. Um, you know, he might've not won every fight, but he was in every fight. He's, he was just a dog. 
And then you started to see something click over the last uh, maybe two years, year and a half, something clicked and you saw his confidence start to raise and he starts knocking people out. He starts getting better. He starts training. He's, 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 he's cross training at other gyms. He's, he's training with other heavyweights and he's just getting better and better. He wins the belt. He's got all this spotlight on him and you think, Oh, you know, maybe he's going to slack off. No, he just keeps getting better and better and better. Um, I, I, I love the guy. I love what he does in the cage. I love what he does for the community outside the cage. You know, he's out with the sponsors. He's taking pictures with fans. Um, you know, I never even introduced him to my daughter and he goes up to the booth, takes a picture and says, Hey, your, your dad, your dad's cool or something. And my daughter's like, you know, my dad, it's like, he's just, you know, he's just one of those guys that I, I, and I think Zach will agree with me that, that we're, we're fierce is proud to have him to be the, the face of Utah MMA right now. He certainly is face some adversity uh, back in June. On top of that, that January performance, we cannot wait to see him in 2024 again. And again, Kent Malfaleo, the pound for pound number one fighter for Fierce Fighting Championship, also the face of it, I would say, Zach. He is. He is. He's the only other fighter that we have his silhouette on our, on our T-shirts. Like, he's the guy. And we have a lot of guys coming up right behind him, but he's the guy. Man. Award show in the book. So many incredible performances, moments throughout 2023. Thank you both so much for joining me once again. Again, my favorite pair of guys possible to join me on a podcast. So I appreciate the time, fellas. Hey, Blake, shout out to you and shout out to Zach for you guys putting together and, and just keep making this show better and better every show. I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to, to call the fights. Um, it's something that I never thought I was gonna gonna do or even like and and i love it and i i can't thank you guys enough for for giving me this opportunity can't do it without you man can't do it without you yep. I'm, I'm serious I can't, I can't like thank you everybody can't begin thank to you tell you fans love you guys 2024 is gonna be sick cannot wait for it appreciate you guys thank you